They always told me love's supposed to suffer long I looked it up in the lexicon It say that suffering actually means the act of being patient Have I been patient with you? And who is to decide when long is long enough? And what do I do when I feel I've had enough? Is suffering the tolerance of every behavior? I'm contemplating all of this before I get the papers The scriptures say that we are just a mess Though is this marriage now a vapor? I love you though, I thought it was forever and suffering is long, it is not forever I'm trying to be a help, this is not to sever us What I'm saying to you, will you incline to my thoughts? Be kind to my heart? After Show Live Love doesn't lie or expect you to live one What lies do you believe about love? I'm Zara Hairston an author, relationship, and mindset coach who helps those mistreated and struggling with toxic attachments to set boundaries in unhealthy areas so they can maintain their personalized emotional growth goals. Welcome to my podcast, What Kind of Love Is This?, where I uncover common deceptions that lead us to accept what isn't even love. Brought to you by ZaraHairston.com. This podcast is not a substitute for counseling or therapy. It is intended for informational purposes only. After Show Live. tribe please leave a comment and let me know whether you can hear me because i'm still trying to figure this setup i'm still trying to figure it out as far as like when i play videos and stuff like that like everything you guys just watched on the screen let me look up here i got two cameras so if y'all see my eyes going different places it's because i'm working with different um devices so this is the camera that I need to look at so I can look at y'all. Um, but I need to look down sometimes to see the comments. So please let me know in the comments if you can hear me by pressing W for what kind of love is this. Um, I just want to make sure before I move forward that you can hear me because like I was saying, when I 
play the videos like I just played right now, I can hear it. But I can't hear it when I have my headphones on and I'm live. So, Yannick, Yannick, sorry, Yannick. I hope I'm saying your name right. Yannick Jacqueline, I can hear you. Thank you for letting me know. C. Rochelle, shalom. I can hear you clearly. Thank you, C. Rochelle. My husband, hi, husband. We can hear you loud and clear. Thank you for moderating for me, my dear husband. And, oh, gosh, Neoka Shad, you don't, don't get on me tonight. You had to tell me how to say your name last broadcast. You said all clear, but I don't know if I said your name right. I think last time I said Nioka, and it's, I think you said Neoka Shay. But let me know if I am incorrect or not. Uh, so tonight we're going to be talking about um, what kind of love is this? Episode 17, which was about, which was about narcissistic abuse. And episode uh, 18, which was the final in the four-part series of What Kind of Love Is This podcast on abuse. And that one was about emotional abuse. Um, I kind of did them in the order of uh, the poll results that you guys gave. Um, however you voted by what you wanted next, that's how I did it. And um, emotional abuse was voted last, surprisingly. But that... I have to say was probably my favorite episode. I have two favorite episodes so far for what kind of love is this episode four, which is when I transitioned into the name change because it used to be the right now series where I talked about, um, stories of, of people of color in regards to love and, and writing and books and all of that. Um, and then I changed it to what kind of love is this? And I started that change with episode four and it went, and heavy about lies and how uh Hashitan or some like some people like to say Satan uses um lies about love and makes us think we're actually showing love, giving love, participating love in a loving relationship and we're not. And I have personally endured narcissistic abuse, emotional abuse, um, spiritual abuse, and um all of the abuses actually yeah physical too but that one didn't last long because um I was uh I think it was in high school and this dude he hit me one time that was it he well actually two guys hit me in one in middle school one in high school in middle school he hit me once and let's just say I fought back um and I'm not a fighter or physical like that, but I was like, he hit me once. The second time I saw it coming because his face changed. And, you know, people like that, they start turning into a different person when that, it's like a demon comes over them. And I was like, okay, I'm ready. That was done. Broke up with him. High school, this one guy choked me up on my locker and was done with that after that. I don't think I fought him back, but I got somebody to get him. But I'm going to just put that on the hush. Um... <laughs> Neoka Shay, you're good, sister. My Jamaican mommy with the cre creativity naming. Okay. Um, I was gonna say something funny, but y'all probably wouldn't get the inside joke. Um, but thanks for letting me know. So yeah, I've experienced all the abuses, um, even sexual. I didn't do an episode on sexual abuse because 
I think most of us pretty much know what physical abuse and sexual abuse is. Um, but it's those, the narcissistic, the emotional, the spiritual, uh, that we kind of like don't really know as much. And I wanted to bring that to the forefront because I talked to so many people who are being abused in one of those categories and they don't realize it and they don't recognize it and they don't even know that there is a name for it uh, because they are taught to believe that love is suffering. People give them the scriptures about love is long suffering. Um, for, forgive them for they know not what they do. Like all of these scriptures that people take out of context they're, they're being abused. The abuser gives them those scriptures or they go to someone to get help in a religious setting and they're given those scriptures. And so they continue to, uh, go in that way. And that's happened to me personally. That's also happened to a number of people that I know who've actually reached out to me for help. And it's very hard to break away from being abused when no one really believes you because you can't, see it and that's what i've been talking about in the series part one through four about how these are abuses that actually um generally are have a longer lasting effect and i did a poll on youtube about that so check out the community tab and i'm so thankful that most of y'all voted emotional can be longer lasting because i was going to be a little nervous if y'all were saying physical was uh but maybe true tribe is up in here listening to episodes and y'all starting to grow and y'all starting to learn or you just already know um but that was good to know because some of the polls sometimes i get a little concerned when i see people's responses and i'm like wow people really think that i gotta i gotta work a little harder on um getting that uh clarified for people so uh tonight we're going to talk about just 17 and 18 each month in case you don't know for what kind of love is this? I talk about um, the two episodes in the month on the fourth Sunday at 1.30. Now, I released episode 18 a little bit earlier than I normally do. I usually release it on Sunday, but I released it, uh, I scheduled it to release on Saturday just so people could have time to listen to it because I really, really, really want you guys to listen to the episodes before you come into the after show live because the point of the after show live is to discuss what you heard on the episodes it's to be able to help people who may feel alone who may feel like they're the only ones uh just to have a place where they can feel supported like you can some people share stories that other people hear and then they don't feel so so alone in what they're going going through because one of the things that an abuser will do not just a physical abuser will try to isolate you. And in isolating and isolating you, they want to keep you away from information that would expose them. And so when people come into the after show live and they chat and they've heard the episode and they talk about it, it helps other people who may be trapped in isolation or uh, being manipulated or gaslit to see, start to see the truth a little bit more. Like we can put the light uh, on these things that they may not know. So I really hope you guys watch the episode. If you didn't, of course, you're welcome to join us, but I would strongly encourage you to start listening to the episodes of what kind of love is this so that when we get together on the fourth Sunday to discuss them, we can actually engage and inspire and support other people. So I'm going to get right into, um, talking about episode 17 first 
which was narcissistic abuse. And one of the main things that I said was, narcissistic abuse does not just stem from what we recognize as narcissist as I'm sorry first of all hold on can you guys hear me because I know sometimes when I put videos on did you guys hear me reading that um quote can you comment and let me know if you heard me reading that quote because I can't um again I can't hear in my headphones right now unless it's audio playing but I want to make sure that before I put that quote back up there, you guys, you all can hear me. So can someone comment and let me know whether you heard me reading the clip I just put up or did you just see the clip playing, the text playing? What's up, Rainy Powell? Thanks for joining us. Can you guys hear me? Nobody's uh, answering the question yet. I hope that you guys can hear me. Okay, I'm going to hope that you guys heard me reading it and I'm just gonna read it one more time. Um, but it says, narcissistic abuse does not just stem from what we recognize as a narcissist, but also from a reprobate mind. And we must be even more conscious of the very real dangers that a reprobate mind poses. So, okay, great. Thank you. Okay, great. So you guys heard me reading the quote. Latifa Wadi, hey girl. Blessings to you all. Yes, I can hear you reading. Thanks for showing up tonight. All right, so I'm glad that you guys could hear me reading that. You all could hear me reading that. So that was like the main, the thesis, if you will, of the episode. This The, the main point of the episode about narcissistic abuse because a lot of people don't even know what narcissistic abuse is. And if they do know what narcissistic abuse is, they don't understand the spiritual implications surrounding narcissistic abuse. Like they just think, you know, I know what that is. This is a horrible experience, especially if you've experienced narcissistic abuse, you know that it can be a very, very, oh my gosh, like they are narcissists. Now there's, there's a spectrum, right? So you have some at the beginning, the middle and the end I've dealt with the end. I mean, of course, I'm gonna, but the end, if you've ever dealt with um, narcissistic abuse and they're on the end of that spectrum, it is, someone left a comment and was like, it's, uh, they, they likened it to a demon occupying the space in the soul of a person. And, and it's, you know, narcissism. So if you never experienced that, I, ask y'all to please let you never ever have to because you won't you won't know what's real anymore and what's not it is horrible so go and listen to that episode but another thing that I talked about in the episode was um the fact that there are some things we need to ask ourselves when we're dealing with narcissistic abuse because see a lot of people like to say that's just the way they are just accept people for the way they are. Okay, when someone is abusive, you can accept the way they are from a distance. You don't need to accept the way they are in relationship with them because they are abusing you. If somebody just smacks when they eat their food, 
if somebody has a, a a habit of cutting you off sometimes, you know, they're not trying to do it, but sometimes they might do it. If somebody has a habit of snoring, you know, that's just the way they are. You know what I'm saying? Those are the kind of things that you kind of want to, that's just the way they are. Use that for, but a, a narcissist who most often is in a reprobate state is not the kind of relationship you want to accept and be in and say that's just the way they are. You need to make some clear distinctions on where the line ends and begins with you and that person. And this is not just romantic relationships. This can be in family, parental, work, whatever. And one of the quotes that I said in the episode was the question must remain in your mind. So keep this in your mind when you're dealing, if you listen to that episode and when I ran down some of those traits, you recognize that in someone that you're in a relationship with, this is something you want to keep in your mind when you're dealing with that person. When they cry, because they'll cry. Um, a lot of times they won't even have real tears. They'll cry, and if you look closely, you'll see a tear doesn't drop. They're very good at pretending that they're crying when there are no waterworks. Sometimes they have, they can, they're really great actors and actresses, and they will have waterworks, but most often they won't even have no tears there. They will plead, please, please, please. You know, um, you know, they'll just kind of beg you, but it, it's usually because it's something that they, some supply they need to fill. And when I say supply. I don't want to go back over that. So listen to the episode, episode 17, but people are a supply. Surprisingly, some of y'all said in the poll, um, I'm going to bring this up in a minute. Let me just let y'all see. Surprisingly, some of y'all said in the poll, uh, I think the question was, are people a supply for narcissists? And most of you guys, I think like maybe 90% said yes. And some of you said no. Um, you need to listen to that episode because you might be supply for someone and you need to know what that means. Because if you want to be healthy and you want to care for this temple, which includes a heart and a mind, not just physical attributes, you need to know the type of person that is damaging that in you, you know what I'm saying? So you want to know what to look out for. So, um, they will plead sometime, but it's not usually genuine for a narcissist. They're trying to get something out of you because you supply some kind of need. You supply attention for them. You supply uh, maybe security for them. You supply safety for them and you paying attention to them and you doing a specific thing. Like for example, um, narcissists need attention. Like it, it, you will feel exhausted because it's like, you can't go a day without making them feel um, like attention. And I'm not talking about just like loving care. I'm talking about the world revolving around them attention. It had, you have to highlight them. You have to put them up on a pedestal. It's, it's literally like Hashitan or in other words, Satan. They need to be glorified. They need to be glorified. They don't just want attention. They want to be glorified in your life. And if you don't give them that glory, you're asking for a problem. Loretta Mayo says, Hey family, what's up? Thanks for joining us. So I'm going to get back to, um, that quote. And so 
yeah, they'll plead with you. Um, they'll do nice things that appear to be conviction. And um, people generally call this love bombing. Um, and they bomb you with love. And so you almost feel like this is like the beginning again. This, this is okay. Maybe it's not so bad. But it's a bomb. You know, it's going to blow up. Yeah, some love is everywhere, but it's going to normally blow up in your face. It's not real love. It's just so they can do something. So they might give you compliments suddenly where they were just shaming and guilting you. They, you're good at that. I like that because they want you to help them do whatever that thing is. Or they want you to um, pay some kind of respect to them for the fact that you know how to do it. It's just, it's constant, constant, constant manipulation. It's nothing is sincere. You know what I mean? And so, um, oh, junk. Okay, Loretta Mayo talking about, it's like that shrink back that you talked about. Okay. Somebody listening to the episodes, somebody buying that. Um, well, actually it's, it's a free download, but you can sew too. Um, the change cycle, Loretta Mayo just brought up the change cycle. It's the shrink back. Yes. In the change cycle, there is a part of that cycle. And I messed up because on my last live, I kept saying it's three parts to the change cycle, but it's actually six, but I was on the third part. So yeah. Um, in the change cycle, if someone love bombs you, a narcissist love bombs you, you may get in the, get stuck on the shrink and the change cycle in the shrink back part. And you shrink back because you forget how bad it really is because they love bombed you, but they're manipulating you. It doesn't last. And so uh, Latifah Wadi says, I agree. Rosalind M. Praise y'all. Um, Rosalind said, speaking the truth. Thanks so much, y'all, for educating this queen. <sighs> I could tear up because I was talking to my husband about this before. Like so many different abuses that I've been through. And so many religious uh, leaders and settings that didn't protect me and um, kind of allowed it to go on and never understood it until now. Now I, now I understand and I can see it clear and I'm able to help people in a way that I wasn't able to be helped and wish that I could have. Like, man, I was just telling myself the other day, like if I would have had episode uh, 18, really the abuse series period when I was going through this stuff, man, man, because when I gave my life to y'all, we were fed forgiveness and love so much that sometimes we for, you know, we often forgot about, um, accountability and, um, repentance. And, um, when you love and you forgive without the balance of accountability and repentance, then we experience abuse and y'all's not, he's not, he's not cool with that. So, um, yeah, Rosalind McCorn, McCorn, do you know my family? Do you know my family? No, let me stop. Well, yeah, I just, I'm just, I'm just gonna keep it real. A lot, I've experienced a lot of this in my, in my, in my family, in my childhood. Um, so yeah, let me get back to the quote. So, um, again, we want to keep this question in mind when they do these things. We talked about crying, pleading, doing nice things that appear to be conviction. That's the key word. It appears to be conviction. It appears to be conviction, but it is not conviction. That is the thing that you must remember. 
is that it appears to be conviction. It will appear to be conviction. That is how they often will get you caught up because you they'll do something and then you'll kind of shrink back like the chain cycle talks about and then you do it again and then you're stuck in the cycle. You just you're just stuck in the cycle because you don't not understand what's real and what isn't. But that's why y'all want you to expose these lies about abuse so that you will know what's real and what isn't. And then you won't have to live in this world of a lie. Okay? So back to the quote. Uh let's see. So this is the question that must remain in your mind when they do all those things that appear to be conviction is whether it leads to true transformation by the Ruach once they get what they need from you. Like once they get that supply from you that fills whatever void is that they need and it, I'm an eight and they tank is always running out is always on E. So you're going to be exhausted trying to keep them full of themselves, but whether it leads to true transformation by the Ruach. Now we understand what the fruits of the Ruach are. If we don't see those things in their life and they're not growing towards that, it is, um, you, you're being, you're being faked out. That is when you'll really see whether the act of conviction sticks and lead to the transformation Yah requires. Now, again, this is not a transformation I require. This is not a transformation you require. This is the transformation Yah requires. That's why he said in his word, what the fruits of this, the Ruach are. And this is how you can tell a person. He says, test spirits, know them by their fruits. We're supposed to be able to judge a person based on what is coming out of their heart, their mind, their mouth. We're not supposed to in their actions and it should all line up. So they can't. And I say this all the time. If what they say doesn't match what they do, you're being manipulated. If they say they love you, but they're abusing you, you're being manipulated. If, 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 for example, if I say I'm going to be on here every day at two o'clock y'all, but I never come on there every day at two o'clock, something wrong with me. And y'all takes our word very serious. He talks about how disgusted he is by a double man, a double minded person, um, a lukewarm person. You, you need to be this or that, you know, y'all is clear about boundaries. You know, people like to say, well, all these boundaries ain't biblical. And I'm like, have you read the first story in, in scripture, Adam and Chua? Like you can have this and not that. That's a boundary. That's the first thing. That's the first, the first, one of the first interactions that y'all had included a boundary with people who he was, where they stopped, where he ended, where something began, where something ended. We're supposed to do that same thing. So when people say all this stuff about boundaries aren't important and that's not biblical, I don't think they know Yah. When they say we need to forgive and love and love and all this stuff, you need to learn love. And they don't balance it out with repentance. They don't really understand the boundaries that Yah has set in place. One of them is if you want this forgiveness, then you need to repent. When Yahushua was on the cross saying, forgive them for they know not what they do. He wasn't excusing sin and saying, just let everybody do whatever they want to you because they don't understand. Because then Yah would be a liar when he says also in the scripture, Yah forbid that grace is there so we can go on sinning. So we got to put this all into context. 
And so when people try to manipulate you to abuse you and give you all these forgiveness and love scriptures, but they don't balance it out with accountability and repentance, something is wrong. When you say one thing, but you do something else, something is wrong. So I'm going to leave that there. I'm going to look at some of y'all comments and see what y'all saying. Uh, Rosalind McLaurin. Yes, Queen Latifah. Oh, that's dope. She's calling Latifah Wadi Queen Latifah. I like that. I thought I was going crazy. Laugh out loud. Seriously, though, to hear that I wasn't going crazy, I'm thankful. I felt that same way when I first learned about these things and no one in, um, you know, like no one really in the church settings that I was going to helped me or taught me. I was just crying out the yah because I was being abused and it was up here that they were doing it. So nobody could see it anywhere on my body. And so it was just like, love more, forgive more, this, this, that, and, you know, honor and this and that. And I'm just like, well, how do you honor or submit or do this or whatever? Do you understand what you're asking me to honor, submit to, to do, you know what I mean? Like, and no one ever really asked that question. And I think that there comes a time where if we love people, we have to ask a little more questions before we just throw a love forgiveness scripture at them. Like what is going on around your circumstance? So I can help you love in the truth because you can love someone who's abusing you by holding them accountable. That's love because they don't know the truth. Yah, Husha, whole sole purpose. Well, main purpose was giving us the truth, showing us what the truth was. And so when I tell you the truth, I'm loving you. And my truth might be you're abusing me. I'm going to set this boundary so you can stop abusing me. And um, let's hope that that helps you come to repentance. Because another point of the sacrifice of Yahusha was to give us the opportunity to be forgiven for sin. To be able to repent without having to sacrifice no blood or no animal or no whatever. Blood had to be shed back in before his sacrifice. Now we don't necessarily have to do that, which is why I think we get so lazy. If we had to get back to killing stuff in order to show repentance, maybe, maybe things would change a little bit. I was telling my uh, children a while ago, you know, we love our pets. If you committed a sin back in the day, y'all may have said, take that pet, even though those types of pets didn't exist back in the day because they didn't breed it entrenched and created these certain animals but take your pet and cut his head off and kill him because of what you're saying and they're no not pippin not such and such see we feel that when we have to shed some blood for something we love or even if we don't really love it just cutting the head off of an animal is like whoa you feel it more see we don't feel it like because we don't understand his sacrifice i won't say we don't feel it if you're not full of the ruach you don't feel it, the weight of sin and the need to repent. We, we Like we did when we had to kill stuff, you know, bloodshed. So I think that's why a lot of people lean on that grace heavily. Y'all forbid, scripture says, y'all forbid. But anyway, um, Rosalind McLaurin also said it's draining to your spirit. Yes, 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 yes. So draining. And that is a key sign that abuse might be going on somewhere is when you feel drained. Sometimes you can abuse your own self and be exhausted because you are telling yourself lies. Maybe you've been experienced some emotional abuse or spiritual abuse or narcissistic abuse for so long and that person is gone. But all the lies they told you was in your head and you're feeding yourself that. And you wonder why you're always tired. You wonder why you're depressed. 
you wonder why you don't got no energy. It could be your diet, but it also could be your thinking. I know that from firsthand. Uh, so yeah, I'm going to go back to the quote and it said, um, so yeah, they, you want to see the change and that's, that is when you'll really see whether the act of conviction sticks and leads to the transformation that Yah requires. And that's what I was saying is that this is not something that I'm requiring. This is something that Yah is requiring. This is something that Yah is saying, the fruits of the spirit living walking in them is important because if we don't walk in them we abuse people we abuse people another uh quote from that episode says if not and you find yourself in this loop of false conviction with them and what i was saying in the episode was that if you don't pay attention to whether the uh they're being transformed by the ruach or not if they keep getting you with that fake um uh repentance um you find yourself in this loop of false conviction with them that never turns into fruitful transformation. There are some real spiritual dangers or abuses you want to be aware of. And I wanted to make that clear in the episode because what happens is when you are not paying attention to whether transformation is real, what ends up happening is you expose yourself to some real danger. This is not a joke. This is not like a game. Like this is dangerous to your soul. And so what happens is one of many things, but two main things that I talked about in episode 17 was the fact that you can have blood on your hands because you are enabling someone in their sin by allowing them to continue to abuse you and not telling them the truth. And we're called to tell people the truth. Um, and then you can also, that that person who's in a reprobate state can end up, you know, in hell over this reprobate state that y'all talked about. And I brought up that scripture, which was, what scripture was that? Uh, Romain or Romans is the English word, uh, 128 in the separate version. It says, and even as they did not like to retain Elohim in their knowledge, a reprobate mind doesn't like to retain Elohim in their knowledge. That means they don't, there's a scripture that says that knowledge starts with Yah. They don't want to start with Yah. They want to have their own understanding. Um, Elohim gave them over to a reprobate mind to do those things which are not convenient. So Elohim, Elohim, it says, gave these people over to a reprobate mind. So many narcissists, if not most, are uh, usually in a reprobate state, this, depending on the spectrum on where they lie. Um, and you can tell they're in a reprobate state if they don't like to... Uh, they are unrepentant. They're just unrepentant people. And for year after year after year after year after year, and even when you tell them the truth, they either love bomb you, shame you, manipulate you, do reverse psychology. It's just like this mental game. I mean, you are mentally drained and exhausted. Um, it is so dangerous to your soul because you don't know what is true and what is not true anymore. It is, oh my gosh, it is, it is very dangerous to be in a relationship with this kind of a person. And, um, it should 
really let you know how dangerous it is if Yah says, if Yah says in this scripture right here, Elohim gave them over to a reprobate mind to do those things which are not convenient. Elohim done gave you over. That's like, dang, yo, like if I'm done with you, that's one thing. Cause y'all might still be dealing with you, but I'm done with you. But when y'all done with you and he don't, you know what? That's, that's a different, that's a dangerous person to be in a relationship with. Okay. And I just want y'all to be really conscious of that. So if you haven't already listened to episode 17, which is narcissistic abuse, um, go back and listen to that so that you can identify what a narcissist is and how they abuse you so that you won't be abused by them. Um, let's look at some of the comments. Rosalind McLaurin says, question, how do you remain in your spirit when you have prayed for forgiveness for your sins and the knowledge and right words to use with your family when you know they are in their flesh? I'm not sure if I understand that what the question is. How do you remain in your spirit when you have prayed for forgiveness? What does that mean? So are you saying that you're turning up when you're around your family because of what they've done to you and you don't know how to stay out of the flesh because they're in the flesh? Let me know if that's what your question is and I'll come I'll come back to you. Uh but um the one last quote I wanted to hit from episode 17 was, um, hold on. Okay. I don't know why suddenly my, there we go. Okay. It says a mind that is vain. Oh, so a reprobate mind. If some of you did, don't know what a reprobate mind is, this is, uh, often the spiritual traits of a narcissist. A mind that is vain. Everything is about them. Everything has to be about them. They walk in the room. They have to be the center of attention constantly. It is so exhausting and draining. They have to be shot out all the time. You forgot to mention me. You ain't say nothing about me. I mean, it is constantly about them, even when it's supposed to be about you. A mind that is vain, devoid of Yah's true knowledge and judgment. So they can quote scripture constantly, especially the ones who are spiritual. And, um, you know, they know stuff, but they're devoid of that true knowledge and judgment. They're devoid of understanding what that really means. A mind that is incapable of discerning what is truly good. They don't really know. That's why when you're in a relationship with them, you can't tell the difference between right and wrong, good and evil, because they don't. And when you're in their cyclone, because they're incapable of discerning what is truly good, or disapproving of what is actually evil, you can become like that. Y'all says, don't be fooled. Does bad company um, mess up, mess with your morals? Don't be fooled acting like you're going to be around somebody like this and it's not going to start rubbing off on you. That is a deception. It is a mind that has lost conscience and is disapproved by Yah and so must be disapproved by those that belong to him. So we have to be careful telling people like this who are in this state things they want to hear. We have to be careful, um, you know, now if they're physical, then of course be strategic about how you tell them the truth and when you tell them the truth. If they're not physical with you and you can actually say something to them, which will usually never get through to them, um, you want to just understand, like this quote is saying, that 
a mind like that is disapproved by y'all and so it must be disapproved by you. You don't want to agree with them in their sin. You know, it's you got to be really careful about that because you'll find yourself living in a world of sin because now you don't compromised because you're dealing with the person whose morals have rubbed off on you, like scripture says. Um, okay, so Rosalind McLaurin finishes her question and says, I honestly don't want to be in my flesh anymore. And even when I am in my spirit and wholeheartedly displaying love and kindness, I'm still abused by my family. I would ask you to consider first I will ask you have you listened to the episodes if you've listened to the abuse series your answer is going to be at the end of episode 18 so go ahead and check out episode 18 it's going to tell you it's going to tell you it's going to answer your question um if you have listened to the episode and you still don't know the answer leave me a comment and then I'll circle back and on what on what it is that you you didn't quite understand from the episode if it didn't all the way makes sense okay so I'm going to come back to that before and now we're going to go ahead and talk about episode 18 which was uh, what was episode 18 episode 18 was um one of my favorite episodes emotional abuse episode 18 was emotional abuse emotional abuse oh my gosh I love that episode so much because not because emotional abuse is fun, but because I love that Yah cares. He cares about people who are going through this. And we're so often taught that because I don't see no bruise on you, that, you know, just submit better, love harder, forgive more, and you'll be okay. And that is not what, that is not what Yah says about these matters. He calls these types of matters an abomination. That's some of the words that he uses. He calls these types of matters um, like, yo, I just done gave you over to that. Uh, but we're not really, we're not really told. We're not really told that part, you know? And so I love the episode because I love to study and see that Yah cares about the brokenhearted, like he says. And a lot of times we think brokenhearted is just somebody who's grieving the loss or death. No, brokenhearted is people who are being emotionally abused. Your heart is broke. So I'm thankful to Yah that he cares, that he cares about that. He cares about that. So episode 18, I have children or someone coming in this door while I'm trying to record live. Oh, it is my husband who's supposed to be moderating for me. I'm sorry, I'm doing a live right now. Are you serious? I guess my husband, y'all. What's up, y'all? He's so serious. And now you're going to get everybody all off. Now they're going to start asking you questions. Eshawn Burgundy questions, no, which, no. which annoys me sometimes. And I'm going to do a live about that, about how, about how people use y'all people be using coaching, all that just to, bring up my husband or do I mean it's it's one thing when you say you know it's a genuine like just in the air roundabout yo your husband is dope but I'm here for this that's fine but when people actually use counseling as a way to I'm gonna just talk about that another time we're gonna stay focused but yeah I mean coaching that is 
But let's look at episode 18. Let's talk about episode 18. Love you, sir. Emotional abuse is a silent killer of your actual soul. So we should treat it like it's just as dangerous, if not more, than physical abuse. That was the premise, the thesis, the point of episode 18. And I really, really, really want to make it so, 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 so very clear how dangerous emotional abuse is. People make such light of emotional abuse, such light. And if you listen to episode 18, I hope you got the gist of how dangerous emotional abuse is. It's dangerous. It's not, it's not nothing to be playing with. It's y'all's not okay with it. People that tell you that it's okay are, they, they, I, I don't, I have to say, I'm not sure if they know y'all because for you to promote the abuse of someone whom y'all loves, that doesn't make sense to me. I'm not for you to enable an abuser and say to submit to abuse, love that more, forgive that more and not hold them accountable and deal with their sins and unrepentance more than telling a person who's being abused to just deal with it. I don't know if you really know Yah, how just he is, how loving he is, how near to the broken heart, the crushed in the spirit he is. He's not near to them because he loves it. And he's like, Ooh, good for you because he understands it. It's just, I don't, I, I don't know. I, I have to question. I really do. I have to question whether a person like that really, really knows y'all the way, the way that they think that they, they do. Uh, I'm going to just leave that there. One of the quotes from episode 18 was, got a little delay here. Why isn't crushing someone's spirit and twisting their perception into a warped reality? I'm going to stop right there. Crushing someone's spirit. When you crush someone's spirit, you're not just making a mistake. You're not just, you know, uh, needing a little grace here and there. You're destroying them slowly, like a slow death. You know how instant deaths are like, you know, when, when someone dies and, you know, maybe the coroner gives a report and they're like, uh, it was quick. That doesn't take away the pain, but it helps most people accept it a little more like, okay, they didn't suffer. They weren't in pain. But when someone says, no, they suffered, they were in pain. That was a slow death. You're like, you can't get right. You can't get right. Thinking about that. This is what an emotional abuser does. It ain't no quick hit. They slowly chipping at you every day, slowly crushing your spirit. See, like when you crush something, it's like a, it's not like a boom. It's like a, like slowly crushing them. Their spirit, the spirit of the person, the Ruach in them. <sighs> and twisting their perception, twisting, twisting their perception. You playing mind games. You playing mind games. You playing with their head. 
You're lying. We talked about that. Uh, emotional abuse, one of the um, traits of many is they lie constantly. That's emotional abuse if you're in a relationship with someone who's always lying to you because now you don't know what is true anymore. You ever met a person who's being cheated on and he's constantly lying but never really getting caught? And she always like, he or she is always like on edge. They don't really know. Looking through the phone, doing this, you know, I've, I know people like that, always trying to f catch them. You know they lying, that's why you're looking. When you're confident and you're secure in your relationship, you don't always have to be looking. And often, you don't have to, you don't need evidence to um, justify when you know this person is not being honest with you. Some people are constantly looking, I'm going to get them, I'm going to get her, I'm going to get them. But you know, that's why you're already looking. Unless, I'll say, unless you're insecure or you've been really hurt and you haven't healed. And now you think everybody is cheating on you or everybody's lying or whatever. And it's not necessarily the case. You need some healing. I'm not talking about that, though. That's not what this episode was about. It was about somebody who's abusing you and constantly lying. Some people feel like they can only leave the person or the relationship, not just romantic, this is any type of relationship, until they prove they were lying. When you know they're lying. And even when you finally prove it, you still don't leave. Because you're so jacked up in here because they don't warped your whole reality that you don't even know whether leaving is, I'm trying to find a perfect word, whether leaving is justifiable. You don't, your head has been just, you don't know your worth. You don't know your value. You don't know who Yah told you you are. Because, like this quote says, they have warped your reality by twisting your perception. Your perception is no longer what Yah says about things. Your perception is no longer who y'all says you are, your perception is no longer founded on the true word. An emotional abuser will use the word to abuse you. Listen to the spiritual abuse episode and how they do it. That doesn't mean that they're using the word accurately. Like I've talked about so many times, Hashatan or the devil uses the word. That's what he uses. He doesn't use a lie on a lie. He uses the word and then perverts it. And that's why it's a lie. Cause it's the truth perverted. That's what an abuser does to you. They pervert the truth. And so what happens is you end up having twisted perception and living in this reality that is warped. It is totally warped. Uh, let's see. Okay, it looks like my signal is having some issues. Give me one minute. Give me one minute. Me. It should be back to normal. Okay, I'm gonna go look at some quote uh comments before I go back. Um, so Rosalind McLaurin is still coming through with comments about the same issue. 
to get clarification. So she says, remaining in your spirit with your family when you understand that they are not aware of the difference of living in your spirit and not your flesh, not agreeing with anyone's sins. I missed that one. I will go back to epic. I'm going down because I told her to go back to listen to episode 18. She said, I missed that one. I will go back. Please go back. Go back and listen to episode 18. If you don't listen to What Kind of Love Is This podcast, you probably want to go back and listen to all of them because it will answer your questions and it will give you confidence and it will make you feel supported in thought because a lot of times we can't make the decision that we need because we're not strong enough here, which is connected to here, which is really rooted in Yah. A lot of people don't understand that emotional growth is tied to your spiritual health. They don't, they don't understand that. And so when you're, when you're believing a lie somewhere and you're thinking of, of, of a, you're thinking about a situation differently than what Yah says about it, you're going to end up being abused. And if somebody knows that you don't know that they're going to use that against you so they can keep abusing you. So you got to be really careful out here. What I, really love that the Ruach does on what kind of love is this podcast is equips you with information to find the lie. That's why the tagline to what kind of love is this is love doesn't lie or expect you to live one. When you find the lie, you can stop living it. Y'all when I do my lives, it's, I was talking about this earlier. It is so it's a little more popular, you know, the thumbnail you see, it looks more instant and I don't get as much traction on YouTube now, maybe on the, the podcast platforms more, I haven't checked my numbers and analytics on there in a while, but on YouTube, I won't be as popular as my lives, but these episodes are so full of jewels by the Ruach. People miss them because they're looking at the thumbnail and they don't even know what's inside that episode. So Go check out what kind of love is this podcast. A lot of your answer, a lot of your questions will be answered. But thank you for sharing and being vulnerable um, with that question. Um, Nioka Shay, love y'all for real. Um, I, I probably missed what y'all might have been talked about in the comments with that. Latifa Wadi says it's like what the oppressors have done to Yah's chosen people. We know what judgment is coming to them. What do we think will come to those who abuse us in our lives and are unrepentant? I say that. I say that often, Latifa. Like, I say that often. When you look at that in this physical realm about how they're just so, uh, they try to make us think that we're not who we say we are. Well, who Yah says that we are. They try to make us think that our experience didn't really happen. Or if it did happen, it wasn't that bad. Um, they, they're unrepentant, don't, won't confess. This is, this is a familiar spirit of the enemy. That same spirit working in, working in oppressors works in an abuser. They're an unrepentant. They make you question your reality. They don't, if, if they do make some acknowledgement, they won't acknowledge how bad it really is. It is so twisted. And so that's why I was saying earlier, I have a really hard time seeing how you know y'all if you can't see that like if you are walking in that and abusing somebody and unrepentant and and twisting realities and all living lies but saying you know y'all I, I i think you might be the oppressor i think you might be in a reprobate state i think you might be walking with the devil i'm gonna leave that there latifa wadi goes on to say they twisted our whole perception with the lies and deceit that's what i just finished saying yep 
Eshan Burgundy is vital info. And he says each episode is diamonds heavy. Yeah. And I'm not giving no glory to myself in that. Cause I'm gonna just let y'all in on a little secret. Whenever it's time for me to prepare for an episode for what kind of love is this? I never want to do it. To be quite honest, every time I get ready to do a what kind of love is this episode, I say maybe this is gonna be the last episode because I don't feel like doing it. Um, it's a it's a lot of um spiritual and emotional work to bring those episodes to y'all and to dig in deep. And then sometimes you'll get attacked for some of the things that I say because people are like, you know, they want to harp on forgiveness, 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 love, love, love. And they don't, they have no balance with, like I say, accountability and repentance. There is a balance here. They work together. You can't have one without the other. I'm just saying. People don't like to hear that. Abusers don't like to hear that. I'll say that. They hate to hear that because they don't ever want to be held accountable. And so, um... What kind of love is this episodes, you know, while they're heavy and I'm telling you it's not no glory for me because I don't even ever feel like ever doing them when, and I'm, I'm all the way through the episode. I'm asking the Ruach, give me what to say. Give me what to say. Show me what to say. Show me your word about this. Show me, show me, show me. That's kind of exhausting sometimes leaning the dependent on that from the Ruach. And then when it's done and I listen back, I'm like, Oh, Ruach, you, Oh, you better say that. You better say that. Like it ministers back to my soul too. Cause these are things that I know, but um, like I said, I wish somebody would have told me at one point in my life. And so I'll listen to it from a ear of not myself, but like how another person might hear it. And I just I'd be so thankful for the rock. But yeah. Uh Nioka Shay. I hated the feeling of being lonely more than the abused. I was getting more than the abuse I was getting. Wait, more than the, wait, I don't understand that one. I hated the feeling of being lonely more than the abuse I was getting. Neoka Shay, can you clarify that? I think you might be saying, I hate the feeling of being lonely more than the abuser. Oh, so you're saying the loneliness hurt more than the abuse hurt. If I'm wrong, Clara, uh, let me know. But I think Neoka Shea saying the loneliness is what, and you know what, if this is what you're saying, the loneliness is what can hurt more than the abuse. Because I talked about that episode 18, because you can't identify it. Like you can't a lot of times prove it because there's no physical evidence of it. And that is a lonely place because then most people don't believe you. And because they can't, like, if you could see what emotional abuse looks like, you would be more terrified than a lot of physical abuses. If you could see it on your skin, people would be, oh my gosh, are you okay? Oh, they, then, they, then they will want to help you. But because you can't see it on your skin like that, they don't understand. And unless they have understanding about emotional abuse unless they've been through that unless they recognize it by the ruach spirit recognize spirit and they can they can like the spirit shows them um in order to help the person other than that it's very lonely because you feel alone you feel like nobody understands it um the the abuser will constantly make you they done play with your worth they done they done shamed you they done they done they done twisted you up so bad you don't even, you feel like you, you feel like it doesn't even matter. And like nobody don't even care that it's happening to you, but y'all cares. Listen to episodes 
definitely all of the series episodes on abuse but listen to episode 18 it show you y'all cares he cares but you play a part too you play a part too in setting appropriate boundaries so that it can stop because he's not going to just come down out the sky and stop it there are things that he's equipped you to do from his word and shows you how to handle people like that it's in there Loretta Mayo, right, there should be a conviction of the Ruach. They don't want to face their actions, right. Neoka Shea, the reason why I stayed in the relationship. Yes, you got it. Praise Yah, you got what I meant. Yes, okay, that's what's up. So, and I know personally how that feels, so yeah. So episode 18, another quote from the episode. I mean, we didn't finish this quote, but um, it says, why isn't crushing someone's spirit? And I talked about that. Twisting their perception into a world reality, not seeing the way beating a person to a pulp. Hold on, my bad, y'all. Let me take this um comment off so we can see the whole episode. I mean, the whole uh quote, my bad. Um, not seeing the way beating a person to a pulp and nearly fatally attacking them is seen. Both are incredibly damaging, but only one gets the validation stamp as certified abuse in most people's minds. Why is that? Why is that? The devil's so clear, so clever. Oh, Hashatan is so clever. Oh, he's so clever. That's why when I put that, uh, the poll up asking people, which one is more long-term? I was glad to see that a lot of you said emotional. See, he loves to, he's a liar. The truth is not in him. Because it's hard to prove emotional abuse often, um, he loves and he uses that more than even physical abuse because it's hard to identify. Most people won't believe you. Uh, you sound crazy. No, people won't support you. He used the word to make people think forgiveness and love is not um balanced with repentance and um accountability and so i mean he's really really he's he's doing a number on people with with the emotional abuse uh mm, he's just really doing a number on people but um yeah i'm gonna just leave that there and this is why so many people only validate physical abuse and won't and will dismiss uh emotional abuse i put in the episode i talked about in the episode too i liken it to witchcraft because they almost curse your psyche with their words and actions they use words just like witchcraft does i mean witchcraft i don't participate in witchcraft but from what i heard i know that they can use just more than words i know that they use things pictures items um, just different things like that, but they also, they're speaking something over your life that they don't have really the right to do, but some kind of way they do it. And that is why I said, I liken it to witchcraft because they're cursing your psyche by speaking things into your life that are not really there. And then they start to appear. They speak things into your life to make you feel ashamed. And then they appear and you start to feel ashamed. They speak things into your life and make you feel stupid. Like you don't know nothing. You ain't seeing what you're seeing, but you saw it. 
But now suddenly you can't make sense of it. They're actually, it's witchcraft, yo. It's like they, they, this is why an abuser like this is so dangerous. The spirit that can do that to you, the spirit behind a person that can do something like that to you is not Yah. So who is it then? Y'all better be, y'all better be taking it seriously. They do this to leave you trapped in a world of emotional terror, emotional terror. And so some of y'all like, well, I'm not afraid of them. When I say emotional terror, I'm not just saying you're afraid of them because a lot of times you're so manipulated, you don't understand. You should be very afraid of them. I've talked to people who've been in relationships with abusers and they're not scared of them, but they should be. And I have to show them why. So when I say emotional terror, I'm not saying, you know, well, what does that mean if I'm not scared of them? Most times you won't be scared of them. People that emotionally abuse you. The emotional terror is exhaustion. It is a terror to your emotions. The terror happening to your emotions is exhaustion, mental fog, gap being gaslit, making you not understand what's really real anymore, what's really happening. It, it terrorizes the soul of you, terrorizes it, what they do. And then dare you to talk about it to anyone. They are like, ain't nobody going to believe you. Sound just like Hashatan because you can't really see it. So they, they say stuff like that. It's hard to prove it. You just have to know for yourself. You have to be in, you have to be with Yah. You have to be steeped in him to know what he says about what's happening to you because it's often hard to show other people what's happening because they are manipulators. They're so good at appearing like Hashatan it says in the scripture, he he comes like an angel of light. That's why so many people are deceived. That's what an abuser does. They look like an angel of light to everybody else except for who they're abusing. And so um oftentimes unfortunately you're not going to get the support of people because people won't see that person that way because they don't show them that side or they're so deceived that unless Yah opens their eyes, they won't recognize it either. So yeah. Um, so let's pick back up. It says they dare you to talk about it to anyone. Often when you do, because it's unseen, because this, this emotional abuse is unseen, you can't always prove it as easily as a flesh wound, which can make the oppression feel even more defeating and extremely exhausting. And this is what someone just kind of commented in the comments about because it's unseen and you can't prove it as much as a flesh wound, it makes the oppression feel even more defeating and extremely, incredibly exhausting. If you, if someone's always talking about how tired they are, tired they are, or, or you're just tired, tired, tired all the time, and it's not a health issue or your diet, look at the relationships around you. And you just like, I done took vitamin B, I done drunk Red Bull, I don't drink those, but I done drunk coffee, I don't drink coffee like that. Um, I'm just doing all these things to get energy and I'm still tired. There's a spiritual force behind an abuser that drains the life out of you and that's why you're tired. So examine the relationships in your life. Examine the relationships in your life. If you find yourself, you're always tired, you're always frustrated. 
you are analyze when you're in a conversation with someone, when you depart from them, the shift in your emotional uh, state. If you feel drained, you feel tired, you feel weary, that person may not be healthy for you. Now, if they're telling you the truth and you're new to the truth and they start telling you the truth, it can feel a little, it's invigorating, but it can feel exhausting because you're going through so many things inside it's like exercising you in a way inside internally that you haven't been before. So that can make you feel that way too. But, um, you know, there's a difference when it's not the truth being said it is, there is no invigoration attached to the workout. You're not invigorated. You're just depleted. When you leave this person's presence, examine that. That is a key determination uh, I mean, a key factor in determining if someone is abusing you emotionally, spiritually, narcissistically, whatever it may be. Now, of course, there are cases where it's you. It's just you. Somebody trying to tell you the truth. And you just, you know, it's you. You are unrepentant. You are, you know, in a certain state. But if you're a repentant person and you are, um, you're not highly sensitive to criticism, from people that love you and you feel drained when you leave somebody's presence, they're probably abusing you in some way. Um, so yeah, the scripture that I talked about in episode 18 was from Sirach, which is Ecclesiasticus chapter 30, verse 23. A lot of us don't even know that scripture when I gave my life to Yah. Well, it was uh, Jesus first because I was used to be a Christian. Um, no one ever told me about this book, Ecclesiasticus. And I wish they did because if they had, I would not have suffered so much of the abuse that I did emotionally and narcissistically at the hands of supposedly spiritual people. Um, but this book is not in the the uh, standard text that they give us. But the Sefer version has the books that, that were, uh, a lot of the books that were taken out. And one of those books is Sirach or Ecclesiasticus is the uh, English word for the Hebrew word. And it says, love your own soul. And I broke this scripture down in episode 18. Starting off, people talking about self-care ain't biblical. Not according to Sirach. And a lot of other scriptures. Love your own soul and comfort your heart. Remove sorrow far from you. I talked about what sorrow is. I talked about what it means to move it far from you and why it is important to. It says, for sorrow has killed many and there is no profit therein. For sorrow has killed many and there is no profit therein. And I talked about in episode 18, what that meant. I talked about some of the stories that people don't talk about from emotional abuse that comes from sorrow. I talked about um, a personal example about how emotional abuse can be tied to someone ending up on a road to hell. I talked about that. I talked about that in the episode. So I hope y'all go back and listen to that episode. Um, and... I also ended that episode talking about uh, episode 18 
really it was about the whole series. At the end of that episode 18, I ended up noting about the series that keeping silent, accepting abusive treatment is actually enabling abuse. A lot of people will like to say accepting abuse is showing love. Accepting abuse is showing submission. Accepting abuse is showing grace and mercy. Wrong. That's not what y'all says about it. And I broke that down in episode 18. That's not what y'all says about it. But people like to say that. They like to say keeping silent and accepting abusive treatment is those things, are those things. But it what it is actually doing is enabling abuse. And what does enabling abuse do? It only empowers the abuser to luxuriously dwell in unrepentance. To luxuriously, to luxuriously. And when I say luxuriously, um, you ain't even uncomfortable in your sin. I don't even make you uncomfortable. One thing about my husband, he said to me when I started holding him accountable to certain things, he said that I wouldn't make him comfortable in his sin anymore. He couldn't do it. And that is one of the things that Yah used to help him become more repentant in his life and be more responsive to Yah. I'm going to say especially as women, but people, period. We all have the power to do this. There is great power in holding somebody accountable. There is great power in encouraging someone to be repentant. We are pushing them towards Yah when we do that. When we don't hold them accountable, they luxuriously dwell in unrepentance. They ain't even uncomfortable in their sin. I'm going to sin against you. You ain't going to say nothing about it. You ain't going to do nothing. I'm going to keep doing it. And nothing about me is uncomfortable about it. Luxury and unrepentance. Luxury. The luxury of unrepentance. Until you got to pay for it. Because y'all said the wages of sin is death. So you're going to pay for that. But in the meantime, they're living in luxury. Somebody talked about our, our oppressors. Oppressors. Look like they're living in luxury. So it's time to pay for it. So when we're in relationship with people like that, it's so important for us to not enable them, which makes them comfortable in what they're doing to us. You better not be comfortable sinning against me. No, that ain't the kind of woman that I am because I know who I am. I know whose I am. And in knowing that you don't get to treat me however you want to. There's a quote that says, you teach people how to treat you. You do. Enabling their sin by making them comfortable in it means that you're struggling with your identity in Yah. We're not responsible. We can't make somebody stop. That's their choice. But I can teach you how to treat me. I can make it clear what I will and will not accept. There are things that I can do to help you understand that if you're having some trouble. That's what a counselor would do, a coach would do, help you if you're struggling in that area. So yeah, um, we don't wanna make people luxuriously dwell in unrepentance. And if you really wanna know what I mean by that, go back and listen to episode 18. I do these lives so that y'all will 
we can talk about the episode. Like y'all listen to the episodes, please listen to the episodes. And the final scripture that I talked about was the prudent sees danger and hides himself, but the simple go on and suffer for it. Proverbs 27, 12, the prudent sees danger and does what I said. They forgive more over that danger. They love harder over that danger. They submit more when they see that danger. No, it says they hide themselves. And what that may mean is a separation, a boundary going away from the danger by doing something, putting something in place to separate yourself from it. But the simple go on and suffer for it. The simple go on when they see that danger and what happens? They suffer for it. Y'all, please go listen to uh, episode 17 and 18. That abuse series period is, is really on point. I'm really thankful to y'all for allowing me to be able to do that series. Um, it's really dear to my heart because I really... I have a passion for people that are abused in ways that people can't see because it happened to me and I know what that feels like and I know how it is for nobody to believe you, for nobody to see it, for people to dismiss it, for people to think that it is not as serious or even more than physical abuse. I know what that feels like. So I have such a heart for that. So I'm so thankful that Yah has brought me to a place where I was able to do a series on this topic. I'm just, I really, really am. So let's look at some comments. Um, Let's see. Loretta Mayo says, my aunt has emotionally abused the majority of the family to the point they think it's normal. They are so delusional that when my brother and I confronted her, they all stood up for her. Probably a narcissist. Probably a narcissist. Um, there's some terms that they have for, uh, narcissistic abuse. And, um, one of them is, um, a scapegoat, which is probably what you and your brother are. And then flying monkeys. So the scapegoat is what is termed as the person who was abused by the narcissist. Their eyes have been opened and now they've come out of it and they want other people to know, Hey, this is abuse. I don't want y'all to go through this. You become the scapegoat. Now the narcissist really don't like you. Before they were using you, you was a supply, they would deal with you. Now they really don't like you and they want to try to get everybody else to stop liking you. The other term is flying monkeys. They call flying monkeys. These are the people who fly around like monkeys around the narcissist to protect them. And they behave very foolishly on behalf of them. They're, they don't really care whether the abuse has been validated. They don't really care whether the lies have been exposed or are true. They just want to defend the person because the narcissist has groomed and trained them to do so by planting seeds around everywhere so that people will defend them. And so they don't even really got to defend themselves because they've groomed people around them in such a way that they will do it for them. And you feel like you're crazy over what you see. So yeah, that's, that's something that they do. Um, oh, I see that's what you said too. Uh, Randy Powell said they always have excuses. Yes, they do. It's called unrepentance. Loretta Mayo says then called us crazy. Yes, they do. 
and to call you some other hurtful things too because they have to protect that lie and they will do it at any cost and they'll sacrifice anybody to do it. Narcissistic abuse is very dangerous. I got to be really careful with people like that. Um, let's see. My husband, Ishan Burgundy says, yes, indeed. And luxury is expensive. Oh, yes, it is. That's crazy you would say that, babe. Luxury is expensive. When I was talking about how unrepentance, they want to just be luxurious in it. They don't even want nobody. Don't even make me uncomfortable in my sin. I'm living in a luxury of my sin. Um, and it's expensive. And when you pay for it, ooh, mm, when you pay for it, mm, when you pay for it. Rainy Powell says, I will go to episode 18. My fault. I, I thought this was going to be episode 18. You know what? It's funny you should say that. I was thinking whether I should start recording those episodes live. I was thinking about that. The trouble I'm having with recording those episodes live is that I really prepare in a way, in a deeper way for those episodes than I do for transparency, the podcast that I do with my husband. See that episode, we're just talking and it's nothing that I have to really prepare for because I'm just talking off the top of my head with what kind of love is this? I'm going back to some of, you know, what I've learned. I have to revisit, um, you know, some of the information just to refresh myself um, I'm looking at scriptures. I'm going to, you know, and so sometimes it's hard to do that live, but I was thinking about doing that. And so it's funny you should say that because I might start recording, um, what kind of love is this episodes live? I just have to, I have to pray about that and ask Yah first, if that's what he wants me to do, cause that might not be it. Um, but then also if, if, if that's something I should do, how to go about doing it to where I can really be just, I'm trying to find the right word, intentional, specific, and really like building up to the point of that episode without losing the, the weight of it. I don't know if that makes sense, but yeah. Uh, so yeah, please go to episode 17 and 18. Loretta Mayo says, yes, my goodness. This is so accurate. I know because I've been through narcissistic abuse and I know, I know, I know what they do. I know what that feels like. Um, I want to say, I'm sorry you and your brother are going through that, but at the same time, I'm happy that y'all gave you eyes to see. It can feel like the truth is worse than just being in the comfort of the lie that everybody believes. Cause then you don't have to deal with the resistance and the rejection that hurts so bad. Um, but nah, the, it's better to know the truth. And I put a poll up about that too, saying like, you know, do y'all think the truth, um, hurts more than lies? And most people would say, yeah, the truth hurts more, but not a lie actually hurts you more in the end. It's more comfortable. The lie is more comfortable, but it hurts you more in the end. You can lose your soul over it. You can lose your life, your purpose, your anointing, your everything over living this lie in a way that, you know, y'all never um, said you were supposed to live or was supposed to be what your life was supposed to be. That hurts you more than the truth does. The truth is more uncomfortable, but it don't hurt you more than the lie. So, yeah. But, um... 
please go and listen to episode 17 and 18. Please listen to what kind of love is this podcast, y'all. It's such a, it's so rich with content. And I think people don't recognize that because I can't demonstrate that in a thumbnail. Like I'd be trying to get thumbnails that'll grab y'all attention, but it's kind of hard um, to do that. And so sometimes people will just, you know, look at the thumbnail and if they don't like the thumbnail, then that means they don't feel like they need to hear the episode or if they hear the title and they feel like, you know, I don't really deal with that. They may not know. Yeah, you do deal with that. Um, so go check it out and please, 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 please share at least one of the abuse series episodes. There are so many people out there suffering silently and they don't have an outlet. They don't, they feel so alone. They don't know there's information out there to help them, especially if they have a relationship with Yah. Like they may be secular resources, but somebody that actually knows Yah and is showing me in the word what this says about this. A lot of people don't know that. So you never know who you might help. So when we get off this live, um, you can go to the playlist. If you go to the playlist on my page, you can just share that whole playlist or just share one of the episodes. It may help somebody who's dealing with this silently and suffering and thinking it's love and it's not love. That's a lie. It's not love. So thank y'all for, um, coming through tonight. Um, I've been thinking about some new stuff I want to do with my patrons. I've been, um, just kind of working through that. So consider becoming a patron because I'm thinking about doing some private stuff, like kind of like how the live is, but it's a private setting on a zoom call. So like, it's not open for the whole world to see. And we can just have this private space. Cause sometimes, you know, people are like, I don't want everybody to know my business. Um, but I want to talk about this and I want to find a safe community to do it in. So I'm thinking about adding to, um, the truth tribe patron account. Um, something where I do something, that's a little more private that gives people support and we kind of can talk whether it's weekly or bi-weekly or whatever. I don't know. I'm trying to figure it out, but consider becoming a patron. I really appreciate it. Um, rainy pal says, yes, y'all first understood. Thank you. Loretta Mayo. Thank you. You broke this down. A baby can understand it. <laughs> thank you. Yeah, man. He's he, the rule. I'd be on point. I'm just so thankful for, for y'all for that. But thank y'all for joining me. And again, check out those episodes, share one of the episodes and consider becoming a patron. All right, y'all. I will see y'all probably later on this week. I've been trying to do lives more like shorter lives. Um, so I'll probably see y'all later on this week, but enjoy. It's not nighttime. There's nighttime here. I got to go finish cooking, even though I'm a little behind schedule and getting these children into bed. But, um, I'll see y'all later on this week. Thank y'all for joining me.